Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we are studying Masechet Yevamot Daf Kuf Yud Dalid, page 114. Amid the debates of marriage and yibum, and specifically the marriage of minors, the rabbis bring an interesting discussion about some of the halakha around minors in general. What happens if a minor breaks Jewish law? What is the responsibility of the Beit Din, or for that matter, any adults, to keep minors from breaking the law? The question arises at the bottom of yesterday's daf with a ma'asa an incident that occurred with Rav Yitzchak Bar Bisna, who lost the keys of the Beit Midrash in a public space on Shabbat. This would prevent him from picking them up if he found them, since carrying in a public domain is prohibited on Shabbat. Atalakame de Rabbi Padat. He came before Rabbi Padat. Rabbi Padat offered him a response or a suggestion. Amarle, zil dvar tale vitalia vileitelu hatam. Go speak to some young boys and girls. Lead them there to play. If they find the keys, they will bring them back to you. This is a fascinating story. Evidently, Rabbi Padat thinks that children can break halacha. If they find the keys, they can carry them on Shabbat, as long as they do it on their own accord for play, rather than please go find my keys. The Gemara is saying non-kosher meat. Alma Kasavar Katan Ochel Nevelot. Evidently, Rabbi Padat uh, believes that if a child eats non kosher meat, Ein Beitin Mitzuvin show the court does not have to remove him from the meat. Eating Nevelot is a biblical prohibition, and according to Rabbi Padat, if a minor is doing it, the court doesn't have to stop him. So now the Gemara wants to see how far this ruling goes. Does the ruling apply only if the minor breaks halacha on his own accord? Meaning, I am playing or I am choosing to eat nevelot. Or can we actually send a minor out to break the halacha? Here, eat this or here, go find my keys. The Gemara brings a breita to clarify and support Rebbe Padat. You may not say to a minor, bring me a key, or havali chotam, bring me a seal. Ella manicho tolash manicho zareik, but we do allow him to pluck plants on Shabbat or to throw things on Shabbat. We don't ask him to break halacha, but if it happens, we let it go. No abaya notes. That is not actually proof for According to Abaye, the plucking of the plant is actually one, a plant that is growing in a pot. 
The throwing is not in a public domain. Abaye is arguing that neither of these are actually biblical prohibitions that we are permitting. Rather, they're rabbinic prohibitions, and they don't therefore prove Rebbe Padat's point that a child may break Torah law without being stopped. The Gemara comes and brings a Mishnah from Masechet Shabbat about this very thing. Oved kochavim if an idolater comes to extinguish a fire that has broken out in a Jewish home on Shabbat, the Jews may not say to him, Kabeh, oh, extinguish the fire, please, can you help us? But they also do not need to say, al They also do not need to tell him not to extinguish the fire. The idolater's Shabbat rest is not a Jew's responsibility. But if a child, a Jewish child, should come to extinguish the fire, you are supposed to say to him, don't extinguish the fire. This is an odd one, but his rest is their responsibility. Evidently, adults do need to provide minors from breaking Jewish law. That is according to the Mishnah and Shabbat. But Rabbi Yochanan clears up the discussion. He says you are only supposed to prevent him from doing that. Only when the child is acting on his father's wishes should he be prevented from doing the thing that is forbidden. But when he acts on his own accord, there is no need to stop him. Throughout the rest of the daf, both on Amud Aleph and through Amud Bet until the end of the parak, the Gemara brings a series of proofs, both for and against <clears throat> the opinion of Rabbi Padat, that the court does not have to stop minors from breaking halacha. Each of these cases is introduced with Tashma, come and learn, a case that the court must stop minors from sinning, whether it's eating nevela, drinking forbidden milk, eating a creepy crawly, or, in the final case of the chapter, marrying a brother's wife, in a case where she's also the sister of one's own wife. This is forbidden, and the court must take over to prevent it from happening. But in each of these cases, the Gemara rejects the proof, arguing that the reasons that the court should take over in each case are singular, particular to that case itself. And ultimately, the court does not have to stop minors from breaking the law. While this is the conclusion of the Gemara, as a teacher, I can't help but wonder what all of this means for the mitzvah of chinuch, of educating our children to do the right thing. If an adult never stops a child from doing things that are forbidden, how does the child then learn what the tradition is? Thanks to Rabbi Mordechai Kornfeld, who brings a few different takes from the halachic perspective on the notion of chinuch. He quotes the Rambam, um, who in Hilchot Ma'achalot Asurot explains that the mitzvah of chinuch applies only to the father, to the child. The father must stop a child from eating something forbidden, but no one else is required to. And therefore, according to the Rambam, the court would not have to. The Rashba later in Yevamot 
explains that the Gemara refers only to a child who has not yet reached the age of Chinuch. A child who has reached the age of Chinuch, who is able to understand, who has a sense of what is right and wrong, must be stopped from eating forbidden food, and we can um, extrapolate from doing other things that are forbidden. The Rashba also adds that the chinuch of a child is really about what one should do. Here's what we do. We put on talit and tefillin. We light candles before Shabbat. All of the things that we must do. But we don't have to stop the child from doing things that are forbidden at that age. Ultimately, the Shulchan Aruch in the 16th century, cites the Rambam, that only a father is commanded to stop the child from sinning. And the Ramah of Moshe Isserlis, also in that same century, brings the Rashba about the age of Chinuch and about positive actions. Um, those are all sort of optional halachot in the form of some say. Once again, we are reminded here that the Talmud presents arguments for the sake of understanding the rationale behind each decision. But the way that Jewish law develops is actually separate from the conclusion of the Gemara. It may be the case that our sugya ends up agreeing with Rabbi Padat that it is not the obligation of the court to stop a child from doing something forbidden. But Jewish law is not only interested in legal obligation, it is also committed to passing on the tradition. So as parents or as educators, we know that so many factors govern our decisions when it comes to educating the next generation. The Gemara's shakla and taria here, the Gemara's discussion back and forth, here's a case, here's the refutation of the case. This discussion, debating, might almost be read as a parent or an educator's discussion board. What would you do if this happened? And why would you do that? And what would you do if this other case happened? But maybe that's a different case. So while the Gemara concludes with Rabbi Padat, the conversation actually keeps continuing into the centuries. It moves around the page, into the back of the book, outside of the Talmud itself, to the Rambam, the Rashba, the Shulchan Aruch. The conversation never ends. <clears throat> and we ourselves become the next link in the chain. We ourselves now take responsibility for educating the next generation. This is a powerful idea. I think this back and forth of the Talmud here reminds us that there's never going to be one perfect way of educating the next generation. But the discussion in itself is perhaps the richest part of the process. If the discussion continues, so too does the tradition. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.